Hello, and welcome to Your Investment Partners with Paul and Garrett, where we talk about all things financial, focusing on helping you plan, keep, and grow for a successful future. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. And if you're tuning in again, welcome back and thank you for listening. Hello, and welcome to Your Investment Partners with Paul and Garrett. Today, we are talking taxes. As we wrap up the tax season, it's time to prepare for next year. We cover some key points to consider for retirees, being proactive instead of reactive to taxes, and what you can do if you're still working to maximize any benefits. If you have any questions about any of the items discussed today, please reach out either by email or phone. My name is Garrett Smith, and we look forward to having you with us today. Here we are again. Good time to be. We're recording this right after tax season. Ouch. <laughs> it's always nice to have in the rearview mirror, but it's no fun oh, for anybody. My, my least favorite time of year, for sure. I don't know. Taxes are a root canal. Which one are you voting for? Mm, I think this year, root canal. <laughs> <laughs> I think you say that every year. <laughs> Today, let's just kind of talk about some future tax strategies. We're not we're not tax planners. We don't, you know, we want to always incorporate your tax professional. This is not tax advice, just kind of ideas to have front of mind because uh, there are certain things that need to be done in the calendar year right? Um, to make sure you kind of maximize any opportunity or benefit that it's there. And, you know, sometimes they apply and sometimes they don't. And so I think today just kind of raise the discussion now that you have your taxes in front of you, you just got them done going through and saying, what can I do to be ready for next year? Right. Because it changes every year. Yeah. You know, it seems like tax law changes all the time. And, you know, there's, you know, there's some sneaky deductions out there that, you know, people need to just take advantage of if they're eligible for sure. Yeah. And I think along with everything, you know, the first and foremost is always just keep records. The more records you have, the better. Yeah. You know, don't, it, it, when it comes to all of these things, it's just keep track of what you're doing and, and loop in the, professionals in your life, you know, us, your CPA, you know, make sure they're aware so they, that it actually gets on the tax form from the, you know, you can do all this work and then it gets missed yeah. amongst the, you know, hundreds of things you're, you're, you're doing. And so, you know, records help as well as, you know, keeping kind of everything top of mind. But I think I, we figure let's kind of break the discussion today kind of into two different camps, you know, talk about those who are already retired because that's a little different than those who are um, still working. Right. Because right? the kind of two different things usually arise, not that things, some don't apply to others, but I think to lead us off, just talking about the retiree side of it. Um, one of the biggest things that happened this year uh, was a, a really large cost of living increase for social security, an 8.7% increase, just a massive, massive bump uh, for social security benefits. I'm sure that's the largest there's been in since the quite 70s, some time, yeah. but you know, unfortunately, it probably didn't quite keep up with inflation, but it it did move the tax brackets, though. I mean, yeah, that's you know, more income usually means you're moving up in a tax bracket, mm -hmm. and uh, we're kind of guessing that's going to catch a lot of people by surprise. But when they do their taxes next year, because that is a, that is a significant increase for for most people is right um, is your social security income, and and it is a good thing. Um, it's just something we need to be aware of. And so kind of at a high level, if your Social Security goes up, what should you be aware of? Yeah. So when your Social Security goes up, it's it's just, you know, the potential is, is you move into another bracket and you're under withheld, uh, you know, on the taxes they do withhold. You need to kind of check that. And 
the 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 risk is is that you know you're you're and the other thing that's happening this year is interest rates are up. You know, last mm-hmm. year for part of the year we earned a little interest, um, but you know, from a year ago, a year ago interest rates at the bank were still essentially zero at mm-hmm. this point. You know, well they started maybe to go up about this time, but they you know. Early in 2022, interest rates were zero. Now interest rates are, uh, you know, you can get, you know, four and a half, five percent and on just cash money. And so between a bump in Social Security and an increase in in interest on your emergency fund and your savings and investment accounts and things like that, uh, I suspect that there are going to be a lot of people that are, you know, going to be moving up. Uh, on their income, which is always good, but we got to be aware of it and make sure that you're planning ahead and, you know, you have the money to pay the taxes when the time comes. Yeah. And as you move up to more of your social security may become taxable as well. Yes. Um, so that, you know, those two kind of work together. And that's why we always advocate having multiple uh, tax buckets in retirement. You know, mm-hmm. you want to have some tax deferred dollars. It's like a traditional IRA. You want to have some tax-free dollars, you know, Roth IRA or Roth 401k, and then some taxable money, you know, that's yep. taxed in the capital gains rates. And that's just, you know, usually held in the name of a trust or the name of the individual. And so if you kind of can get an estimate of, okay, how much more Social Security am I getting? And what's my likely additional income from higher interest rates? Mm-hmm. And, you know, plug that all in. It kind of, it will kind of help uh, dictate where maybe you should take the other dollars from to help fit in and not be so surprised of, of a higher tax bracket. All things considered, it looks like we're headed that direction. Yeah, and the other thing people can consider is should I move some of my um, interest earning investments into tax-free investments? Because there are, you know, you you buy um, municipal securities that are just bonds issued by state and local governments. The interest on that is excluded from from federal income tax. So it's a it's a you know another good time to kind of review how the math works on that in your personal situation. And the reason why it's, it's good to do it right now is because you can look back and say, what were my taxes? You've got all the numbers right in front of you mm-hmm. right now because they were just done. And so you can kind of just start to build a projection going forward of, okay, if this number moves, if my ordinary income moves or mm-hmm. if my uh, capital gains income move, how does that impact everything else? Right. And for a specific example, let's just say you have $100,000 in a in just in a savings account. And and last year, your 1099 from the credit union shows, well, you earned, you know, $1,500 uh, for the year. Well, this year it could could easily be, you know, four or $5,000 for the year. Mm-hmm. And so what impact did that have on on your total income uh, going forward, along with my extra eight percent social security bump so you know it'll all add up and and just be aware of it it's easier to address it now rather than try and scramble and figure out how can we fix this in december because there's not anything you can do at that point right yeah the more time you give yourself the more options usually are available right Um, so that's why we're having this conversation now even though taxes is probably the last thing you want to be thinking about yeah i think that leads into the next step of kind of next things to look at of things that you need to get done this year to be ready for next year. And that's obvious. One of those things is if you're now in required minimum distribution stage. So you've hit the age where you need to start taking distributions from, um, 
from your IRAs. You've deferred long enough and it's time to take those distributions. And one thing you can do is if you have charitable intent, you can donate directly out of your IRA to a charity, a church, or an organization that, and uh, kind of get some benefits that way. So one thing to look at is if you're in, required to take an RMD this year uh, and you have charitable intent, um, there's some really good things you can do before the end of the year. Yeah, the great thing about that is that um, you satisfy the government's requirement to pull money out of the account, but you're not taxed on it. And um, if you're itemizing your deductions, you still get a deduction for it. So it's 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 like pulling money out of your IRA, um, not only tax free, but in a way that you can deduct from your taxes the 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 part that you give to charity. So yeah. it's I mean that, that's a killer. That's the the best tax <laughs> uh, loophole I know of. So if you have charitable intent and you're in that age where you have to take distributions from your IRA, it's a, that's a no brainer. Yeah, definitely, definitely worth something doing before the end of the year. Um, and that kind of leads into the next thing uh, the, and kind of the last thing you look at for retirees right now is just your, what I call your hurdle rate, uh, your standard deduction versus your itemized deduction. Um, when you have all your taxes, all your income and you add everything up, right, you can either itemize and take individual pieces and deduct against it or the standard deduction. Now, most people take the standard deductions. Um, it, it covers by far the majority of Americans. But it's worth looking at if you're close to that standard deduction limit, it's worth sometimes doubling up your deductible things you can do in one year and then taking the standard deduction in the other year. So, you know, things like your uh, charitable contributions, property taxes, medical expenses, you know, anything you kind of can get your hands on. It's worth looking, should we take some, uh, double up on the deductions one year and then the next year take the standard deduction to just kind of maximize that benefit? Yeah. Yeah, that works really well. Uh, but it, sometimes just Figuring it out is the, you know, the, the challenging part for sure. Yeah. And that's when you definitely want to have the CPA in a strong conversation right. with uh, a lot of them do recommend saying, hey, you're, this could be a good benefit for you. Um, but it's just something to be made aware of. And this applies both to retirees and those who are still working um, because there's a lot more deductions if you have a business or if you have um, other sources of income and you're still working in a high in, uh, tax bracket. Um, you're looking, reviewing that same hurdle rate uh, of kind of should I itemize all my deductions or take standard deductions is you know, one thing worth looking at um, as a, you know, as a working, you know, someone who's still in their income and savings years. Right. Yep. And I think that uh, kind of business owners, some things changed for, for the state of Utah business owners last year, some opportunities uh, there. Uh, why don't you touch on that one? Yeah, that uh, this was uh, kind of. I, I think this is well. It's really new, and it's uh, it's kind of little known. Um, when when they changed the tax law, I think it was in 2018. They kind of limited uh, the amount of um, deductions that you could take on a federal level, and you, you know you used to could deduct all of the income taxes you paid to the state. Um, and your property taxes, and those were all fully deductible from your from your federal income tax. And they changed that, and they capped that at uh, ten thousand dollars. And so, if you know property taxes are sneaking up, and uh, it's it's not very hard for people nowadays to pay more than ten thousand dollars to um, 
you know, between the state of Utah or, you know, your state income tax, where you live and your, your property tax. And so the, there's a kind of a workaround on that if you own a business. And, and the way that works is you can pay uh, from your business, pay your uh, state income tax uh, ahead of time. So if you think your uh, state tax liability for the year looks like it's going to come in, let's say it's at $25,000, um, you know, you can, you can pay that out of your business and it's a business deduction and then it flows through to your, uh, personal, uh, your personal tax. And so it, it's a way that you're able to write off your state income taxes if you do it through a business. Yeah. And that's just something that needs to be done before year end. Yeah. And obviously in combination with your, you know, tax professionals. So yeah. Talk to get- the tax guy about it because this is the first year that I did it and I hope it works. <laughs> <laughs> but the CPA said it's that it will work. So, we'll, you know, we'll see. Yep. So, but one of those to be made aware of, because like any tax rules, uh, just because it was worked last year doesn't mean it'll work the next year. Yeah. You know, there's always things to consider. Um, I think some other areas to look at if you're working um, is to kind of review your taxes. If you have kids, uh, if you have kids in college, right, there's some uh, child tax credits, child independent care credits, um, lifetime learning credits, and American Opportunity Tax Credits. They all show up on your tax returns if you're eligible, as well as um, if you have kids at home or if you have kids in college, you need to be reviewing uh, what ne- needs to be in place so that you're eligible for those. Um, and 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 can able to claim those because they could be a you know really good benefit on, on yours. So just be aware of those. You can see if you were able eligible for them on your tax return this year, and then you know to just make sure you can structure things in a way that don't make you ineligible the next year or to make you eligible for for the coming year. So that's if you're working, you got kids at home, uh, kids in college. Those are some other things to do. And then I think the other uh, one other uh, place to look at is is your withholdings on your um, income. Yeah, and that, this goes back to that idea that um, if your income is going to be uh, up this year uh, due to extra interest income, uh, Social Security increases, just you know maybe maybe look at that now and just check those withholding amounts so that. Uh, you know, I don't know. The worst thing in the world when it comes to tax time is to be uh, significantly overpaid or significantly underpaid. Right. Um, you know, I think people like to uh, get a refund, uh, which is fine. I'd rather pay in two thousand than or get two thousand back than pay in two thousand. You know, if you're under, it's always a, kind of a pain because you're like, oh, where am I going to get the money? Um, but it's just a time to kind of check the withholdings and make sure that you're on a glide path to, you know, to, to get to the point where you're in the ballpark uh, and maybe just a hair over what you're expecting to have to pay. Yeah. And that, you know, that can be impacted by a number of things. Kids leaving the home, you know, missing out on some different credits because of situation changes. Maybe your income's gone up because you've gotten a raise, maybe a spouse is working again. So it's just kind of estimating all of those and saying, what's the best um, rate of withholding mm-hmm. um, so I can have the least surprise or whatever's you know convenient for you. You know, you know the nice thing about it, uh, uh, reviewing this when you just have recently got your taxes done, all the numbers are fresh and you can, you can look at uh, all the numbers. This is what was last year. And just specifically look at each of those numbers and say, okay, is this number going to change this year? 
then you you have a frame of reference of to whether you're going to be you know, your income's going to be up a little or is it going to be down a little bit or your are your deductions going to be up or are they going to be down and it just a good time to give you a frame of reference of of you know what your expected change will be year over year yeah and oftentimes there's there's surprises that show up you know maybe you had some stock options that vested or you were able to get those or maybe there was um, outside inheritance dollars or something. And so if you can kind of say there may be a chance that this is going to happen next year, that can impact all of this as mm-hmm. well. You know, taking your best guess around any income surprises, um, good or bad. You know, sometimes it's, uh, you know, you can al- always ask the question of what if I lose my job, um, right? Then you go into your emergency fund. But there's uh, just kind of thinking through all the scenarios that you can uh, allows you to best prepare now and you have the most amount of time now mm-hmm. versus you know, in December when you're saying, oh, man, this this happened and now yep. what do I do? Yep. Um, and then I think the last and, and a very critical area to look at if you're still working, particularly if you have a business, um, is looking the best places to save. You know, just because you saved in your traditional 401k last year and got the tax deduction doesn't mean it's the best place this coming year. Um, you know, once again, all, taking all those uh, places into consideration, it might be worth moving into maybe more Roth dollars. Or maybe doing even doing a Roth conversion because it's going to be a low income year, or um, adding more into your taxable investment bucket. You want to save more, but you don't necessarily need the deductions. Nor do you want to save more in the long term. Uh, you just need to prepare for something here in the next five or six years. Well, that opens up um, a, a different tax uh, bucket to save into. So I think one thing that's well worth looking at is where's the the best place to save your dollars, not only from an investment standpoint, from just bringing the consideration of taxes. Sure. Yeah. If you just take a look at all those and make a conscious decision, then at least you're, you know, you're, you're consciously looking at it and, and trying to do the the best thing for your situation. Yeah. And, you know, we always, you know, go back to it and talk about the best thing in retirement is if you can have multiple uh, buckets to pull income from tax deferred dollars. So those dollars that you haven't paid taxes on tax free dollars, right? The Roth dollars mm-hmm. and then as well as the taxable dollars, because they give you the most flexibility, just like what we were talking about earlier with uh, kind of the increase in Social Security. Now you've got other levers and other buckets to pull from to kind of help smooth out the tax situation. And so you're better prepared for it. So this is this is the legwork right now is to get ready for the day in the future when you're going to need that optionality. Yeah, well, good luck with um, good luck with all the the tax stuff. It's just it seems like it's always on our mind and and um, you know, you just got over it and now we're asking <laughs> you to take a look at it again, but um, you know, hopefully it'll help out your situation. Yeah, bring in your professional and obviously if you're a client, you can bring your taxes by. Happy to uh, kind of help step through each one of these with you on, on a personal level. Um, but just wanted to highlight some things to be prepared for now. Till next time. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Your Investment Partners with Paul and Garrett. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, visit us at sninvestment.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter to keep you up to date. See you in the next episode. Kessler, Norman & Ride, LLC, DBA, Ascend Investment Partners is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where our firm and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Ascend Investment Partners unless a client service agreement is in place. 
The opinions expressed in this podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice, performance data, or recommendations that any particular security portfolio of securities transaction or investment strategy is suitable for any specific person. This program is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. All opinions contained in this podcast are subject to change at any time without notice. To determine which, if any, investments may be appropriate for you, please consult with your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this podcast is not guaranteed of future results. As always, please remember that all investing involves risk and possible loss.